Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Welcome to The Ray Taylor Show, where I bring you the reviews on the latest movies and TV shows, as well as classic and foreign films. I'm your host, Ray Taylor, and on this podcast, I'll be talking about all things film and television. Whether you're looking for a new show to binge or want to know if that blockbuster is worth the trip to the theater or just want to hear my thoughts on a classic or foreign film, I've got you covered. So join me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for new episodes, and let's dive into the world of film and television together. On this episode, I am talking about the next movie in the Hunger Games franchise, the second film. The Hunger Games, Catching Fire. This movie came out a year after the first movie, as I think each of these movies came out one year after the previous, which is kind of a crazy clip to be releasing movies. I don't remember if these were all filmed at the same time, which maybe. There was a trend. That was a trend after The Lord of the Rings where studios were doing that. I don't know if this is one of those, an example of that, but Came out one year later, 2013. It's directed by Francis Lawrence, written by Simon Bufoy, Michael Ardent, and Suzanne Collins, starring Jennifer Lawrence, Joss Hutchinson, Liam Hemsworth, uh, Woody Harrelson, Donald Sutherland. This In this movie, Katniss Everdeen and Peta Millark become targets of the Capitol after their victory of the 74th Hunger Games spark a rebellion in the districts of Panem. Overall, I did not like this movie at all as much as I loved the first movie or liked the first movie. This movie has a lot of problems. Uh, I don't think it's a very good movie at all. Uh, very confusing. Definitely felt like there was a whole movie that took place uh, between. It feels like I skipped the second movie and went right to the third. And there's just a lot of scenes. It just feels like stuff was cut out. There's a lot of stuff, a lot of character choices and moments that just didn't make sense. And I'm going to get into all that. I'm sure if people, if you read the books before watching this, you would know a lot of the things, why characters are doing certain things, but they don't make any sense. There is a twist at the end of this movie that just like comes out of nowhere kind of explains a lot of the ridiculous things that take place, but not in a way that is satisfying in any way. Um, but in this movie, no, so I'm not a big fan of this. I, no, I do not like this movie. Do not like this movie. And it makes me scared for the following movies that are coming that maybe they aren't going to be very good. Maybe, but also I am hopeful that maybe this is just a bridge. This is a movie that is transitioning into what the final two, part one and part two are. So fingers crossed, they aren't horrible, but I did not like this one. Uh, no shaky cam in this movie, which is nice, right? They're adults killing each other. It's not just kids killing each other. So I guess they can get away with uh, not having to distract with shaky cam. Although I still think it avoids really showing anything too graphic uh and the movie still has fun action don't get me wrong fun action uh but they're just it felt like there was just a lot of this movie missing character motivations seems absolutely baffling i asked the question often uh why did they do that why are why are they helping uh, why do they care all of a sudden like there's a lot of things that just don't make any sense and they're in the twist it 
explains why, but not really. Really just brings up more questions. Like, well, why did they do it that way then? If they all knew, why did they? But I'll get into that in spoilers, obviously. Uh, And as I said, I would imagine the book fills in a lot of the why and is able to flesh out the motivations in a way that are completely absent from this movie. Right. It definitely has a lot of interesting ideas. You have Katniss and PETA. They have to maintain this kind of fake love story narrative that was part of the reason why they both were able to survive the first Hunger Games. Uh, We find out what kind of the life is for people who win the Hunger Games. Right. How's they're being used for promotion slash propaganda. Uh, like they are figureheads now, like they are a tool used by the capital in order to keep everybody in all the other districts in line. So we get to see what that kind of life is, uh, a little taste of it. Uh, also, the love triangle, there's a little bit more conflict of that in that love triangle in this movie. Uh, we also have kind of uh, an interesting excuse for them to get back into the Hunger Games. But even that excuse doesn't make any sense, which I will poke some holes in that later. The rebellion that is kind of starting to percolate in the background is interesting. It is very much in the background. And, you know, I would imagine the book kind of fleshes out that whole aspect of it. This kind of background thing, which doesn't really make sense fully while watching the movie like i understand it's happening but it's like i don't there's aspects of it that just don't make sense right none of those things were handled in a way that really made much sense sense or really were felt meaningful in any way right there's a lot of telling and not showing and the telling doesn't make sense they they don't tell things in a way that that really that really explains the why things are happening that way, why people are doing the things they're doing, right? There's clearly a lot that is happening, but instead of like taking the time to flesh it all out, just felt like, you know, I watched a movie with tons of scenes taken out, right? It, It felt like a movie that like I was passing out, like falling asleep during. And like, I kept waking up and like, wait, what is happening now? Why is that person helping them all of a sudden wait what do they do what is what is the purpose for them doing that thing like there's a lot of like confusion going on in this movie especially the end just it felt super rushed right also the most confusing part of the movie is at the end right everything from when the game starts this this new game starts hunger game starts uh and then kind of jumps ahead and the movie kind of just ends I got problems, right? It's clearly the movie is setting up for a sequel, not very a good self-contained story like I felt like the first one was. Like even if these sequels didn't exist, the first Hunger Games felt at least like a satisfying self-contained movie where this one just feels like a means to the final movies and not a very satisfying one. Just a lot of stuff that made no sense. And then until the end where it kind of is explained, but even still just doesn't, it's like that that doesn't even make sense. Like it just felt like so unnecessary, so much of this movie. 
And the twist at the end just kind of comes out of nowhere. Right? It explains why people act completely weird, but doesn't explain why we went through the process of it to begin with. Which obviously, I need to get into spoilers. You know, this movie, you're seeing, before I get into spoilers, it's like, you know, you're seeing a lot of similarities from the first movie. There, There's a thing that happens where they have to go back into the Hunger Games, even though they've already won. There's a kind of a new upgraded training center. That process is different. The games take place in a different place. There is a new guy who is the head of the games now that that other guy was killed for allowing them to both win. There is the tension between the capital and Katniss, which was clear was going to happen. The fact that she got upper hand and she was able to force them to allow them to survive. But then the way everything was handled falls apart. So I want to get into spoilers, so let's do that. Starting now. Right? Interesting, good ideas. Some interesting changes. I, I enjoyed the fact that Katniss has like this PTSD from killing people. She's even like kind of getting triggered and having flashbacks while she's hunting with Gale, shooting at a rabbit, and all of a sudden she looks like she shot a person. Very interesting. Doesn't do anything in the overall story. An interesting thing, just kind of completely squandered. And during the training montage thing, right, where in the last one she shot an arrow when they all ignored her. She missed the target. And all the people up above that were watching this where they're showing off their skill. And she shoots the apple out of the pig's mouth, right? Now there's a force field there, so she can't do that. So the skill that she does... When she goes in to show off for these people is to paint the mannequin that is in there for some reason with paints. Somebody else's skill was to do a like art and they did a mural, like a chalk mural on the floor of Baru, which only serves to trigger Katniss in a way. But her skill was to, she painted uh, the guy's name on the chest of this, this, mummy or not mummy but uh dummy and then she hangs it to remind them that she's responsible for the death of the previous game runner guy right so you know S seneca S so you know it's I, I guess like sure the change to the countdown kind of ridiculous in the last one they started like around the countdown before the game was like started from like 50 this one was a 10 countdown which made a lot more sense uh it's also a new location for the game which you know i guess is interesting like i don't know where they have all these locations and we find out that these locations are within a dome so it's like how would they construct who's constructing these new like arenas for them to take place in i don't understand that the love triangle we have gail is now jealous of katniss and Peeta, right seeing her so there's that so we definitely get more of the love triangle aspect of it and also gail is a target because the president saw gail kissing katniss at the beginning of this movie and 
in order to control Katniss. He is threatening to kill her family and anybody she loves, including Gail, which he knows that there's a thing between them, right? Because he wants her to be his figurehead. He wants her to fall in line to keep these other districts from rising up. Let's take a quick break from this episode because I want to talk about, are you looking for the perfect gift for that art lover in your life? Look no further than InspireDisorder.com. Our gift cards can be used to purchase original artwork from the many faces, a collection of over 2,000 original abstract ink portraits. These one-of-a-kind pieces make for a truly unique and meaningful gift. But that's not all. Our gift cards can also be used to purchase high-quality prints and t-shirts featuring these amazing paintings. Plus, if the recipient is a fan of The Ray Taylor Show, they can use the gift card to purchase merchandise from the show as well. So why wait? Head on over to InspireDisorder.com and purchase a gift card today. Your loved one will be sure to appreciate the thought and creativity behind such a unique gift. Thank you for considering InspireDisorder.com for all of your gift needs and now back to the show and there's a point where you know there's their police there's fascist rule where the the government is coming in these enforcers are going into all the districts in order to really make them scared to to quiet the rebellion really doesn't make any sense they're putting more pressure on there's making it more of a reason for them to rebel which leads them to like Gail sees this happening and is going to protect somebody that's being abused and then ends up being tied up in the middle of the square and whipped, which then leads Katniss and then PETA to go in and intervene. Which, again, there's magical medicine. Or there actually is no magical medicine, right? He gets whipped. All they have is snow to put on him to ease his pain. No magical medicine for that. Apparently, obviously, I guess that makes sense. The 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 wealthy people have access to this magical medicine that can easily cure you, but uh, they wouldn't have any in District 12. So I guess that does make sense. But I don't get, like, there is multiple times where so almost every single character is actively protecting PETA. Gale going out of his way to protect PETA, even uh, like because they're being chosen to go back in, and and Katniss is so determined. We have to protect PETA. We can't let him go back in. Obviously, they know he's not very good and probably not going to survive. But like, it doesn't make any sense. Like every single character, and even so much as to uh, they notice. Why did that person just risk their life to save me? It is this thing that happens throughout. Doesn't make any sense at all. Doesn't make any sense. PETA could literally die and would not change anything of the story. Not one bit. Not one bit. Would not matter. There's no reason for him to be around. He's not like the main figurehead of this movement. He is not the Mockingjay. He is this fake love interest. And yet every single person is far more concerned with saving PETA than anybody else. It is ridiculous. And also shows that Katniss has more feelings for PETA in this one. There's moments when they're in the game where she's like, you need to stick around. I need to save you, right? Like just none of this love triangle stuff makes any sense anymore. 
the new reality that they're in after having win is pretty interesting right where she's now living in a big house with her family right across these the street from PETA and their family um like their whole lives will now be spent doing these tours to go prop up and and dis disseminate the propaganda of the 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 capital you have the president confronting katniss about her defying the capital and uh l being able to leave unharmed right but forcing her to keep up with the charade like for the rest of their lives she has to keep up the charade with PETA while they're doing this victory tour thing which the robot cameras pretty interesting going to the districts to give eulogies for the people they're responsible for killing or possibly responsible for killing is ridiculous. I don't understand how that's supposed to keep people in line to show off the murderers of these people like the whole idea that this game is supposed to make people like not rebel doesn't make any sense like they fight each other in order to stop fighting against the cat like it like I understand like how societies will split societies up like in America right you have the conservatives and liberals meanwhile the government really does the same thing they only protect the wealthy and corporations meanwhile they divide us by making the racist people hate things and fear things about people they don't understand like LGBTQ and all that and they divide us in that way meanwhile everybody in charge kind of does the same thing but it doesn't really translate into what this movie's trying to do and what the games try to represent like the games are supposed to be like this type of a conflict that is similar to what we see in our world but i don't know and Peter goes off script so we're going to donate money to the families of these people and and they're like what well, can you do like it doesn't make any sense it's like okay is he gonna do that does it matter what's going on here somebody does the three finger salute gets killed right i don't understand what the three finger salute means it's be this unity between them this calling card for the rebellion i guess but it's not like in a way that the capital doesn't instantly identify and slaughter that guy like everything the capital does seems like the worst decision if they want to try and avoid rebellion like they're doing all of the worst things it just doesn't so much of it is like i don't i don't get it so they end up because they have to pretend to be in this relationship forever they figure well it's bound to happen so let's just get married right it's like let's i guess we just got to do this better now than never because it's going to be a yearly thing where Peta and katniss have to go do this tour and the character that's by far the most confusing is philip seymour hoffman right he's the new game maker i love philip seymour hoffman he is like and at first throughout the majority of this movie 90 percent of this movie 99 percent of this movie he is like the guy who is going to not only create this game that's going to recontextualize Katniss. They want to make Katniss look like a villain. Like they want, they first, they concoct this excuse, this, this quarter quill games in order to get 
Katniss back in the game and PETA back in the game in order to show her killing other victors to tarnish her reputation. That is the whole idea to try and get the her away from being this figurehead of the rebellion, right? That is the whole thing that this this propaganda guy, this new game guy comes up with. First off, you're telling me that this is something that happens every 25 years that victors of previous games go into battle in the Hunger Games. And you're telling me that everybody who's 30 years or older has no memory of this ever happening before and all of a sudden this is a tradition that happens every 25 years. It's like that doesn't make any sense whatsoever at all. Don't buy it. Don't buy it. It's like it's just it's like th these things are so transparently don't make any sense. The same thing within the previous movie where it's like, oh, we're going to let a couple win. And then right before the couple wins, they change the rules. It's like, wouldn't you see how transparently you have just offered this thing in order to keep people from riding and then taking it away? Don't you think that would just encourage them to be more angry? It's just like they're shooting them. The, the, if the, if the ideas for the capital to change the view of these victors of Katniss as this figurehead, as this symbol of rebellion, they are doing everything to shoot themselves in the foot. Like the people who are responsible for the rebellion are not even responsible for how effective the rebellion is growing because it is the capital doing everything to themselves. And then you have scenes that make no sense. You have multiple times where they're on this train, right, doing their tour, where Katniss walks by this control room where the door is cracked for no reason other than so she can peek in and see the rebellions going. It's like some news surveillance cameras or whatever. And the first time the people in the room notice she's there and close the door. So it's clear the door can close by the push of a button. But apparently on multiple times, the door didn't close all the way and she just they're on a train. Where else is she going to go? Why would they even have that on the train? It makes no sense why that room is on the train. It makes no sense why that door is always open for her to just peek in and look. Obviously, it's there in the movie to show this rebellion that's supposedly happening in the different districts. But instead of just showing the rebellion happening, they concoct this scene that makes no sense on the train where she just happens to walk by and see. So the idea, victors are going to compete again. Right? Just this made-up tr tradition. It's quarter quill. Makes no sense. The reason why her stylist is such a big part of this movie and the rebellion makes no sense either. Like, fashion is part of the rebellious movement in such a big way. Doesn't make any sense. Don't even understand why he's the one escorting her to the games. 
it does I'm not surprised that after he does that they take him away to show her that oh this guy that's your ally is going to be beaten tortured maybe killed but it doesn't make any sense why is her stylist the one taking her to go wouldn't it be like Woody Harrelson's character why is the stylist such a big part of this movie doesn't make any sense also the lady that's like on tour with them that writes their scripts who's part of the capital is now all of a sudden part of their team she's like oh we need to have gold that's going to be representative of all of us so anybody wearing gold that means they're on our team which is only there to make it so that guy inside the game who all of a sudden is a nice guy giving piggyback rides to this old lady and is their ally trying to save them the only thing that makes them not at all concerned is the fact that he's wearing a gold bracelet because now he's part of the gold team just doesn't make any sense i don't understand why she's so emotionally connected to these people right like it doesn't seem like she like she doesn't even seem like she's supposed to be part of that she seems like she's an overall event coordinator for people that do these things i don't know Let's take a quick break from this episode to talk about are you a fan of art, movies, and all things entertainment? Then you need to check out youtube.com slash inspired disorder. Our page is jam-packed with all kinds of great content, including making of videos of the many faces and ongoing art series of abstract ink paintings. But that's not all. We also feature daily episodes from the Ray Taylor Show, a podcast that brings you movie reviews, TV show reviews, episode recaps, opinions on news and entertainment and much more there's also a weekly diary and top five movie rankings of a variety of categories and if that wasn't enough we've also got how-to videos covering all kinds of topics so why wait head on over to youtube.com slash inspired disorder and start exploring the amazing content we have to offer and now back to the show none of the victors want to compete it is so clear, but then, like, nothing – like, you think, like, oh, th if none of them want to compete, then you would think that they would all come to an agreement to just, like, not kill each other. It's like, well, what are they going to do? I guess they kill everybody, but it's like – you think they would have tried to formulate a plan not to kill each other and to all survive since they are, like, this elite fighting crew that all survived Hunger Games their united front makes no sense considering there is no united front then Peta comes up with this fake baby thing which means nothing changes nothing it's super easy to see who's going to survive in the games because you only get to see a few of them actually speak you know so it's like you don't really care about anybody that's in the games And then you have people inside the game. The guy who gives that old lady a piggyback. He's like desperate to save PETA. You have the morphing lady. Like literally sacrifice her life to save PETA. And PETA's like, why did she do that? She just killed herself to save me. None of it makes sense. Why? He can be dead. There's no purpose for him to be alive. There's zero purpose. He's not even the figurehead. She is. Katniss is. It doesn't make any sense. And that dude who's super nice carrying the old lady comes out of nowhere. 
Like, all of a sudden, he's, like, super nice and on their side and saving them, sacrificing himself. <sighs> it doesn't make any sense. And if they wanted to kill her, right, the idea, one, for her to be in the game, is to show her killing other people, to make her image look bad. Never happens. And if they wanted to kill her, which you kind of understand that the game designer doesn't want to kill her, but puts her in as much danger as possible. She barely survives, right? Like if the fog was just poisonous and not something that burned their skin when it touched them, would have easily killed them, but still could have. Like they narrowly survived that. Like they barely accidentally like fall into a barrier which it did look gnarly the old lady kills herself like the old lady being there doesn't make any sense everyone still trying to save pita always doesn't make any sense why everybody's so desperate to save pita the, there's magical water that cures the blisters they get from the fog like it's just like just like happenstance that everything oh this super dangerous fog they're narrowly surviving it so it looks like they want to kill her but easily could have killed her they just put poison in there but somehow they barely survive there's this magical water that exists that instantly cures all of them so all of that damage is meaningless you have the morphing lady that saves Peta again not even part of their alliance. Nothing makes nothing makes sense. Peta tells Katniss, "There's no one to go back home for me." No shit. Like there is no reason for Peta to be alive. He knows it. He doesn't even understand why people are saving him. Why is he the guy? That makes no sense at all in this movie. And now Katniss is even like, you need to survive. You need to, I, you know, I like you now. And then they kiss. It's like, what, why, what is going on? Then you have this character, Joanna, mentioning that if anything ever happened to Prim, Katniss's sister, there would be riots. Comes out of no. It's like okay, now her sister is part of the movement. At no point is it shown that she is part of anything. Just as baffling as why people are so protective of PETA. Like why are these certain people such, such needed people for this thing to happen? It's like I missed a whole movie that explains all of this. But no. It's just this is how they decided to tell the story. Everything with the lightning tree is confusing. Why did they need to separate PETA and Katniss? That doesn't make any sense. If they're trying to protect both of them, why would they split them up? Why did Joanna knock out Katniss and then cut her arm? I mean, to get the tracker out, but they didn't... Like, if... To, to make her look like she died. But, like, if somebody dies in the games, there's a cannon that goes off. So if somebody's going to kill Katniss, they would know. Like, she's not fooling anybody. Maybe, I guess, she's fooling the... But even if her taking, removing the tracker from her 
and the capital thinks she's dead, then there still would have been the cannon. There's no cannon sound. It just doesn't make any sense. In that moment, why did Joanna knock her out and then make her look like she's dead? The people who are after them, if they're actually after to kill Katniss, would know she's not dead because there's no cannon. And what the hell is this BT guy doing? What did he do to change the plan? Like there's the spear with the thing. Like they were going to use the tree to electrocute everybody. But then he changed the plan for some reason, which we have no idea. He gets knocked out for some reason. And then Katniss just all of a sudden decides to tie the cable to an arrow to shoot at the dome screen. Which is cool, but it's like... That whole set piece doesn't make any sense. And then when she shoots the thing, like, for some reason it causes the dome to collapse because she shorted out the video panels. Like, and then maybe, then the ship goes through to get her out, but it's like, okay, maybe the ship was the one breaking it, but why would the ship destroy the the dome right above Katniss, wouldn't that put her life at risk if giant pieces of the dome are falling right above her? Like, so much of that doesn't make sense. And the fact that the ship shows up, obviously we find out that the ship is Woody Harrelson and Philip Seymour Hoffman. Like, this guy that's clearly bad at making her image look bad, but you would think Donald Sutherland's character would know the president would see it's like oh you're not doing the plan you're not at all making her look bad you're not killing her like all the things you said you're going to do you're not doing i see you're not doing it i'm watching the games but none of this makes sense and they explain stuff that like there is everybody was in on this plan everybody was in on it like, then why why did she almost die many times in the games with the fog, the monkeys? They had to make it look thing. But, like, if one thing changed, she could have died. Why does everybody care about PETA all of a sudden? Where is PETA? What is going on? Like, nothing makes sense. Like, it explains, like, oh, she cut the tracker out of your arm. Okay. Okay, so they don't know where Katniss is going. But, like... They have no other surveillance opportunity. Do they not see where the ship is going? Oh, there's a ship that flew right over where Katniss got electrocuted. Maybe we should follow that. Nothing makes sense. Like a crazy twist. Why would they all keep it a secret? Why wouldn't they tell? Why is Why do they have to wait until they extract her from the games to tell her? Why wouldn't they tell? Why wouldn't all of this been discussed before the games so they could have all gone in and put on a big show and then gone to and just done this thing? If this was all planned, makes no sense. It's just like they have to assume that that she is going to that her and Peter are going to act in a way that's not going to ruin the plan. What if she killed these people that were part of the plan? They just assume she's going to do the right thing so the plan works out. This plan that makes no sense. And then she wakes up with Gale and they find out that there's no more District 12. Everybody's safe, but there's no more District 12. That's how it ends. Like, clearly setting up for like, oh, here we go. This is the war. But like, how they get there, this movie makes no sense. 
doesn't need to happen at all. They could have gone from the end of Hunger Games 1. Oh, she made the capital look bad. Uprising. Here we go. We're, we're in it. This is now the Civil War, which I'm sure is what the final two movies are. This whole movie makes no sense. Maybe it will make more sense in the following movies, but just felt like so much was missing, so disjointed, right? I would hope the master plan that's all happening behind the scenes makes more sense, right? The motivations for all these different characters to make more sense. The game master being in on all of it was so confusing at the end. I just hope that the rush to set up this rebellion that was so unnecessary and the fact that the there's like two part two parts to the last movie quote unquote means that it will all make more sense it will, they will take the time to tell a decent story hopefully and hopefully like whatever craziness happens in this is somehow paid off in the final movies i hope you know had some good moments had some good moments in this movie, but all like none of them made any sense. None of them were meaningful in any way. Just oh, just a bad movie. Just a bad movie. And it maybe in the comments, people tell me why I'm wrong. Oh, but no, it sets it up. I don't. I don't buy it. Uh, but I want to thank everybody for tuning into this episode of the Ray Taylor Show. I hope you enjoyed my thoughts, as negative as they were, of the Hunger Games catching fire. Don't forget to tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for more movie and TV show reviews. I'll be reviewing the final two movies in the Hunger Games franchise next Wednesday and the following Wednesday. And be for, feel free to join the conversation by leaving a comment or rating on your favorite podcasting platform or over on YouTube if you're watching these. Until next time, enjoy the show. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Ouch! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.